Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Behind the Curtain Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Loy. This is a podcast where we take an inside look at an expat life. As an American citizen who has lived in Central Europe for almost 20 years, I'm going to take you behind the scenes to explore the joys and struggles of a foreigner. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Behind the Curtain Podcast. Today, we're going to look at something that just strikes fear into the hearts of every Czech young person. But before I get into that, let me just tell you a little story. Many years ago, uh, someone I know uh, once saw that when friends cross the border into other countries, those friends experience different internal struggles, almost depending where they were, what, what country they were in. You know, for example, they went to Serbia and, and these friends, after a week being there, really struggled with, with, with hatred. Um, when, they, when some of these friends traveled to Poland, they found that after a time, they started struggling with some, some personal pride about different things. And then when this person would visit the United States, and I have noticed this myself, after you're, you're there for a while, you start noticing kind of this unhealthy um, ambition that starts filtering into your soul. You know, I've gone back to the United States for a time, and sometimes I'm there, and it's just like, like man, my, my social status is just not satisfactory to people. And I don't really experience that in the Czech Republic a whole lot. And every time I watch TV in the United States, every ad or every commercial that's on just tells me again and again that I could be a better human if I just brought if I just bought their brand of toothpaste or their phone or if I just came down and test drove their car. You know, maybe my teeth could be just a little whiter if I use this toothpaste. My pizza could be better and cheesier if you just buy this pizza. And everything in that American culture just screamed to me, improve yourself. However, living in the Czech Republic, I think it's fear and doubt. Now, I've talked to a lot of Czechs about this, and I, I mentioned this, fear and doubt. There's a lot of it in this country, and they all, a lot of them will just be like, you know, Justin, you're right. Sometimes I'll be at home and I'll just kind of experience this this wave of doubt about my abilities and my you know um, and my production and what I'm doing in my work. And there's this kind of persistent nagging scratch at my soul, just wondering if am I capable or not. Whereas I go to the United States and I'm like, yes, I'm capable, but I need to improve myself. I suppose one absorbs a little bit of the culture that's around them. And I think the fears of generations past just kind of seep into those that are just currently living in the Czech lands. And I think there's a struggle against these two forces of fear and doubt that just daily pound the soul of whoever's living in, in the Czech lands. Now, I'd be curious if you agree with me or, or maybe disagree with me. You could write me at the Behind the Curtain Podcast at gmail.com and let me know what you think about, about that concept. But I see that. So to get back to how young people fear, I see it all the time. I'm a teacher. And nowhere, I think, in that Czech, the Czech lifespan is fear and doubt more prominent 
than during their final high school exams. Every year it pops up. It's the dreaded M word. Maturita. It's, it's the leaving exit exams. Every check for you Americans out there, they have to finish an exam in order to finish high school. And it's super, super stressful. Czech students sometimes don't even like to talk about it or even to address it, especially just because it just brings up a lot of the stress in which they're, they're feeling. It just kind of sometimes, they don't even want me to mention the word, the M word. It's unspoken, but at the same time, there's this hanging, in, it's just hanging in the air at all times for them. You know, and the, just the mere mention of the word, which just sends shivers to the students and even dark memories to adults who, who experienced and I'm not kidding. It's just it's literal. You see, maturis is just far more than just an exam. It's a year-long maturation ritual that checks have to go through. Usually I tell students that it's a 16-month process that begins in September of the senior year and ends in December the following year. So every year I try to outline for them what the psychological process is going to be from the beginning uh, so they'll understand their transformation. Throughout the year, students will just jokingly mock me by saying that what I predict, <laughs> what's going to happen to them, it's not going to come to pass. But really, you know what? Uh, students at the end will just kind of privately tell me, you were right. <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> so let me, and let, I'd like to explain this a little bit for you. September, for a senior student, feels normal. It's like an extension of their junior year. In October, a final class trip together with all their classmates takes place where the students, in some, they go to some foreign city. They forge this great camaraderie with each other. But that kind of camaraderie wears off about a month later as they prepare for something called Stushkovak. It's a pinning ceremony that, or a cel- celebration that officially declares a student a maturita-ready person. And thus, the maturita season commences. But around this time, all that, all that camaraderie wears off because it's Stushkovak time and you got to plan this big party. And then sometimes students begin to bicker about who's carrying responsibility and whether enough people are sharing enough of the burden of the preparation. And all this angst is mixed with the excitement of a day that they've been looking forward to all their teenage life. And it creates a sort of volatile environment. But as that ceremony progresses and starts hour by hour, that you can actually see it, the stress starts melting away. The camaraderie returns back, and there's this dawning realization to the, to the individual students that they have now taken their first official steps toward adulthood. The initiation has begun. See, I think all cultures have this sort of rite of passage. And the purpose of them is to determine if that person has the metal, has, the, has what it takes to enter adulthood. In Czech lives, maturita is this kind of rite of passage from childhood into adulthood. The community around the student is really kind of compound the sense of nervousness as everyone kind of starts asking themselves, does that student have what it takes? And the community around them, the parents, the teachers, whoever it might be, express 
a sort of insecurity that is a little bit emotionally destabilizing. Parents anxiously worry if they've prepared their child for life and they're just constantly urging their soon-to-be adults uh, to keep taking steps towards stable careers. Take the safe route. Are you studying? Are you studying enough? Teachers will constantly preach preparation at all times for fear their their students aren't aren't going to be able to make it through. And friends and family just keep peppering them with the students with questions about whether they're, they're in the right state of mind. And I've done this too as a teacher. And everyone really genuinely loves these students, but they're kind of grappling with this, those same fears and doubts that the students themselves have. So the community stress actually adds to the students their own internal stress. Students quickly find themselves um, looking on the other side of adulthood and knowing that they just need to pass through it, through that kind of rite of passage, that maturita. Okay, so after Stushkovax, these seniors begin their own path separate from the rest of the school with the purpose of focusing on their exit exam. After Christmas break, there's midterm exams, and then there's like, usually people get sick. This is not necessarily COVID. COVID's a very separate situation, but this is just generally what happens. And the students enter March with a kind of a mixed bag of emotions. There's nostalgia, there's anticipation, there's excitement, there's nervousness, happiness, and weariness kind of all flooding the soul. Yet two emotions stand out from the others when I go through the process with, with, with these teenagers, the fear and doubt that I mentioned earlier. As that exam creeps closer to reality, you see fear and doubt rise to the surface more than anything else. During the senior year, that struggle with fear and doubt becomes more acute as they ask themselves if they are capable of passing into adulthood. But how much is this warranted? The irony of the whole situation is that, is that the Czech nation is, is one of the most well-roundly intelligent nation I have ever known. I see, the, I, I see the talent all around me as a high school, as a high school teacher. The ones that I meet, they, they read, they write poetry, they ski, they snowboard, they walk and enjoy nature. They understand nature. They think deeply about life. They draw, they play an instrument, they attend to their gardens, they cook and they play a sport. I'm just constantly in awe of their capabilities. They know how to do so much. And there's, there's kind of a phrase that I've heard is that Cheshi Umi. Czechs know how to do things. That's the translation. And this talent exists everywhere, yet circumstances have taught them again and again to not believe that they have what it takes, lest they'll be disappointed in the end. You know, the possibility of disappointment lingers when fear and doubt begin to seep into the conscious. It could be disappointment in themselves or to the community. One time I asked a Czech why, during an important election, why many Czechs were supporting fear-based politicians, even though Czechs had one of the most robust economies in Europe, a growing middle class and and low unemployment. Everything seemed to be going well. So why are they choosing fear-based politicians? He replied to me that Czechs were afraid of losing what they have. And this makes sense in light of historical events in Czech history. And Czech history is just littered with 
with disappointment. Whenever it has a chance of freedom, it has been undone by a foreign power or greed from within. 19th century Czech historian and philosopher Jan Patochka likened Czech history to a man shipwrecked in the sea of history. The Czech nation, always trying to reach its destination, <laughs> inevitably becomes sidetracked. That small nation at the heart of Europe that we talked about in the Crossroads episode, they learned in its history to protect themselves from disappointment by taking safe paths and fearing losing something good. But you know what? Despite their fear and doubt, that dreaded maturity week and the, and the truth eventually comes out. They pass. You know what? In the end, they prove they had what it takes. And then I see the sense of relief just cover them. Finally, the M word, maturita, can be put to rest as students begin their lives as adults. Well, in the meantime, I just kind of get the next year's crop ready for the same thing. And I'm going to try to encourage them that their fears and doubts are they're unfounded. When I meet these students, I try to just assuage their fears and doubts with a reaffirmation of their own abilities and not to believe the lies that haunt them. And I do that as I attempt to do the same in my own life. Too many of us listen to the lies that hit us every single day. There's a lot of fear, doubt, sometimes depression. They lie. And all these voices that say you don't have what it takes or just give in to the fear. No matter what history has to say, there's still lies. So I think, I know me as a person, and I say this to the Czech nation, any foreigner who's out there, don't let the fear and doubt of this world lie to you. And we have the chance to combat those lies when we know the truth about our situations and the truth of who we really are and what you were meant for. And I think when we do that as humanity, we'll see how things transform. Thank you for listening to the Behind the Curtain podcast. If you want to get the show notes or have new episodes delivered directly to your phone, you can go to the website behindthecurtainpodcast.buzzsprout.com subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, any ratings, reviews, or shares are greatly appreciated. If you'd like to connect, you can write me at the Behind the Curtain Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your questions and comments. This is Justin Loy. Take care, and I'll talk to you later.